Welcome in, Kiora, to another episode of The Podfathers, a Slam Diego Padres podcast. Per usual, on the mic, Los and Walls. Los, how you doing? What's up? We're doing good, man. Um, freaking excited. Baseball this week, finally. Four days away. I don't think I'm going to be able to sleep until then. I'm going to be honest with you. I am absolutely juiced. Took Thursday off. I'm going to wake up to a beer and just keep on going all day to a Padres victory. How you doing, Walls? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I'll do uh, four all-nighters in a row. Might get a little uh, a little tired there. Uh, but, yeah, getting excited. I mean, I was just out there last Thursday um, on the 25th. If Yeah, 25th. Uh, for spring training and that's when it really hit like whoa baseball is back because I actually got to go in person to see it so that was that was a blast but um yeah I'm just I'm super excited to get this this season rolling it looks like you know everyone for the most part we stayed pretty healthy through through spring and uh, there's a lot of people projecting us to do quite well which is we've never heard of or experienced in a preseason to be like in a top five of anything uh, so yeah I'm just I'm getting uh super excited for the uh for the season to come up but like you said you're going to opening day so you're uber pumped <laughs> i am juiced dude we were down there yesterday um hit the team store me and my girlfriend got some swag so we're gonna be looking sharp when Ooh. we hit the games this this weekend but um yeah man i i can't even imagine how how spring training must have been you had a pretty cool view through it on the twitter um yep well yeah i can't wait to to take it all in this thursday and i think i'm i'm starting to really annoy my girlfriend at least three or four times a day i turn to her and i'll just be like oh my god and she she goes what kind of freaks out like i'm gonna say something like bad that i just realized and i'm just like we're four days away or we're six days away you know <laughs> when baseball's back i'm juiced baseball's back <laughs> let's go yeah no i <laughs> oh my god what babe um yeah they get the little uh little blood flowing you're, yeah. like, you're just you're just getting getting ready getting excited for the uh for the season to go but uh yeah no that spring training game i think i'm pretty much yeah i went out there with my girlfriend too for that that thursday night game uh i was a little bit of a mob back we drove back after so got got home in the depths of the hours uh a lot of semi trucks on the 10 at that mm-hmm. time of night i was very very surprised uh, but that game couldn't have been better. I think I probably witnessed the best spring training game to date. I think it was 12 to 11 or 11 to 10, something like that. Yeah. So, and you know, again, we've had the asterisk prefix, all that sort of stuff that it's just spring training, but to see them put up that many, that many runs and to come back from a deficit right away, I was extremely excited to see you in person starting. Cause you got the opening day nod, which we'll get into later as well. And he looked off from the get-go to be honest he's looked pretty much flawless all spring and then uh he just he had an off night it was super windy i mean it was freezing some people were just laying on the lawn like in a blanket not even watching the game there it was uh it was pretty cold uh but he just he looked a little bit off but it was cool to see the team bounce back because there's a 
good core group of guys in there that are going to be on that opening day roster. So to see them bounce back, like I said, even though it was spring training, it was, it was cool to see. Cause in years past, like if we were down like two, nothing, you could pretty much turn the game off and you just knew that you're going to take that L for the night. So, you know, it could even be the the seventh, eighth inning if we're down by a couple of runs, if you know, looping a blast, like, like Mudcat says, if we're in range, it's, it's realistically a possibility nowadays. So uh, pretty exciting to see. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You, um, I don't know. They said he was just kind of tinkering with stuff out there. I don't know how, how much of a truth there was, but it was an exciting game that never to say die attitude that we saw last year. It's good to see them see the whole mm-hmm. team kind of getting back into form. Um, pitching's there. Snell hasn't given up a run. He's been electric. The Everyone's starting to heat up and, and look, look like they're ready to go. So um, yeah couldn't have timed it out better definitely definitely but before we get into the news and notes today uh we mentioned that we're trying to get a, a little mailbag going uh before the uh for the episode starts and uh sam emailed in from the uk so first mailbag is uh is foreign over here so uh shout out sam thanks for that he has two questions here uh i'll pose them get your uh get your response see, see how we feel about these two two uh questions but uh first one being how hyped are you guys to Spoonman by Soundgarden play in person after Snell or Darvish get some strikeouts? Uh, for those of you that don't know, that's the little, you know, kind of strikeout jingle that booms through Petco whenever a Padres pitcher gets a strikeout. So, Carlos, how excited are you to, to see uh, those two men, especially in action, getting strikeouts for your Padres? I'm not trying to call you out, but you didn't say how hyped are you guys to hear Spoonman. You just said how hyped are you guys to Spoonman. So I just want to clarify, me and Walls don't spoon after the pod's (laughs) over. (laughs) Um, (laughs) How how hyped are you either way? (laughs) I'm going to hear Spoonman. I'm taking it's a, it's a sorry. two-part question. <laughs> but how hyped am I to hear Spoonman? I am unbelievably hyped. And I'm hyped because not only is it a great song, and when I hear it, that's all I think about. It reminds me of being at the ballpark and seeing seeing a cave, but I'm hyped because we're gonna see it so much. I mean, Snell has been lights out this spring training. Darvish had so a whatever. Good. Yeah, so good. And he had Darvish had a whatever outing on his last one, but the guy is filthy. He is disgusting and he's going to deliver. I know he is. So um, it's something we're going to be hearing a lot this season. Uh, love the question, Sam. What about you, Walls? You still laughing? <laughs> Imagining that. Sam, Sam, I think you set me up. Uh, good, good start to the mailbag because I just copy pasted, uh, ran through it, and uh, you know, read it word for word. I could have uh, said something you know, completely worse, and I just would have kept reading. Uh, so, th- thank you for pointing that out, Carlos. And <laughs> I was like, good start to the episode tonight. Um, <laughs> thank you, Sam. Uh, I'm gonna proofread the mailbag questions going forward. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm ex- extremely excited. I know that, like you said, you have season tickets, so we got our in to some games so far this year, which I'm extremely excited about. And so, yeah, just to see, like I said too, that how Darvish was off that, that night that I, I saw him in spring, just watching him in his other spring outings, like he throws some pitches that I've never seen, like move the way that they do. Like he's yeah. just, he's going to be super fun to watch all season so extremely excited to see him and like you said Snell I, 
he's been lights out in spring. He has a chip on his shoulder. He's ready to prove that he is that number one, number two, that can go past the fifth inning, go past the sixth inning. And he's, he's ready to, to roll. He looks like he's got that swagger rolling and got the confidence flying high. You could tell that guys are feeding off each other too, just with how talented this roster is. I mean, Hosmer yesterday said he thinks that this is the best rotation that he's ever been behind in any team. And he's won a world series before with the Royals. So, uh, that's pretty cool to, to see. So, yeah, extremely excited to see Snell and Darvish uh, get some strikeouts for, for the Padres. I'm trying to hold it together. So. <laughs> oh, hi, Peter Spoon, man, me low. So that's uh, question 1B. <laughs> oh, geez. All right. Uh, moving on to question moving two. On. Uh, I'm going to read this one very slowly and carefully. Um, <laughs> have you guys seen this monstrosity and, and sam posted a link uh that i actually did click on before so i know that nothing crazy is going to pop up here um and this is the the link that he's talking about is the the diss track video of the two padre fans that have uh rightly or wrongly been dropping content about like very corny kind of diss track songs i guess and that kind of originated last season towards the end of the season uh if you do not know about this link just believe us i don't really want to put it on our twitter page yeah no no free ads no shout out for these guys basically they're padre fans i'm assuming that have a dodgers diss track i think they made a video about um like gavin newsom also opening up california i saw him making the rounds on twitter and it is god awful mm. they're disgraced to pods fans i do not want <laughs> any association bad. with these guys um makes me sick to my stomach seeing that <laughs> film and i saw a photo the other day that they were filming um i think yesterday another rap video More. it is it'll make your ears bleed um don't pay any attention to it don't even talk about it if you see it on the internet keep scrolling these guys do not deserve any attention and that's all i will say about that <laughs> yeah it's uh i saw that they're uh, both from san pasquale high school so if you're from there sorry but it kind of makes sense that these two guys would be from there uh it's extremely cringy and we we do not claim them as uh as padre fans but with that being said you know, we got the we got the First Amendment out here. They're doing their thing. If they get some clickbait and they think it's funny, then, you know, all power to them. But not my cup of tea for that sort of a thing. We're just uh, kind of setting ourselves up for some opposing fans to throw it back in our face. But, um, yeah, thanks for those two questions, Sam, uh, especially the first one. We're going to kind of throw one B out the window there and, and not get to it. Maybe Carlos and I can talk about it off air, um, not in front of the, the hot mic. <laughs> um but give you a, a little yeah a little insight into that there but anyways yep that's the mailbag for for today's show uh next segment we got news and notes uh do you want to start us off with our, our first little bullet point here yes uh denelson lamette threw an inning it was last wednesday i believe yep mm-hmm. against the giants yeah yeah, I, I actually got to watch it. He looked good, man. He looked comfortable up there. It was only one inning, and that's mm-hmm. all we really needed. Like, he's not going to be on the yeah. opening day roster. It's established. There's no need to rush him back in. And he looked good. He was pumping the fastball. It hit 98. 
um, threw a slider. I think he might have even thrown two sliders, and he had a changeup yeah. mixed in there, and he looked mm-hmm. good, looked healthy. Um, it was good to see progress being made, and and hopefully um, he continues his rehab um, accordingly, and it moves forward. We're going to need him at some point in the next month or, at so, or so, I would say, next couple of weeks. So um, it was good to see. Yeah, definitely good to see. He, uh, like you said, he looked sharp, touched 98 on the gun, which tells me that his arm's pretty healthy. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of building that strength up, you know, getting that stamina back up and just making sure that something doesn't go, you know, and that's why they've been, been, uh, go in the sense of nothing tears or, or gets, gets messed up in there. Cause that's why they've been really dialing back those sliders. And so to see him throw a couple, I think you're right. I think he did throw two of them then that's uh that's good to see so the 98 is very encouraging that doesn't tell me that his arm is is injured it still might be you know a little bit sore or whatever the case may be or it's or it's not they're just being uh very cautious as well but very good to see because i honestly did not think that he was gonna make it back to the team i thought tommy john was definitely in his future again so to see that, that's very encouraging. Hopefully he can build off that. And because yeah. if so, I mean, to have him slot in as our three, four guy, like that's, he's going to be a catalyst this year for sure. Um, second bit of uh, news and notes. Uh, Pomeranz just made his first appearance on March 26th and he missed a couple weeks with forearm discomfort. Again, whenever you hear that, not promising signs. So it looks like he dodged a bullet. We dodged a bullet with him uh, potentially. Hopefully this isn't a lingering issue with the season going forward. If it is, I wouldn't be surprised to see AJ pull some more moves uh, out of his hat. But good to see him kind of make that make that appear- first appearance in the um, since March 9th. And hopefully that he can build off that for the start of the season. But yeah, how do you feel about Drew getting in there? Yeah, I mean, he looked good, man. Two strikeouts, one inning. Um, I think with him, it was more – we were a little worried when we first heard, but it was precautionary in my in my mind. I mean, we know what we're going to get out mm-hmm. of him, and it's spring training, so True. you don't want to yeah. you don't want to kind of jump in too too quick. So they kind of just ease the brake, pump the brakes on him, let him let him really really kind of rest up. And I think he's back. Something to monitor moving forward, but I'm not overly concerned about it. I think we obviously know what we're getting out of him. We're talking about an elite ace in the game. So, um, yeah, it was good to see two strikeouts. He looked he looked like himself. So I think I think um, we're back there. And then last big one, um, our boy, our man's you Darvish named the opening day starter thoughts. Well, I, I thought that he was definitely going to be the opening day. They just kind of drew it out a little bit longer. And I think yeah. just to respect Snell as well, because <laughs> Snell could probably be the one for 25, 26 other teams in the majors. And I always thought and kind of had a hunch it was going to be you. But me? Yeah, just yes. Carlos, <laughs> Carlos on the bump. That's why he's there Thursday. <laughs> Hopefully you put down the beer early in the morning, <laughs> pick up a Gatorade or something. But uh, yeah, he good to see. I mean, like we said throughout this, you know, the last few episodes, he just, his stuff is looks so electric. I love the fact that we got Caratini in there as well. Cause they just understand each other very, very well. 
And Caratini's had a great spring too, by the way, um, not just behind the dish, but um, you know, swinging the, the lumber as well. But yeah, excited, really excited to see him, see him get the nod. He's just Mr. Consistency, you know, over these last few years in the majors. So really excited to, to see him get that, get that call on opening day. Yeah. I don't know. Um, Lukewarm take. Uh, I wish, I wish Blake Snell was our opening day starter. Nothing against you, but Snell's been light. (laughs) Snell's been lights out (laughs) this spring training. They both deserve it. Um, But I don't know if it's because I, I think Blake Snell is one of the funniest guys on the team. It's hilarious. Like I love watching the guys interviews. He cracks me up. Swag is on a whole nother level, but he's pitched the best in my opinion out of anyone on the roster. I would have loved to have seen Snell, but again, um, you deserved it as well. And I'm excited to see him opening day. I've never seen him pitch in live. So it's going to be yeah. awesome. Yeah. Other than spring training for me, I have never, I hadn't even watched him too much uh, even yeah. on like TV, you know, so Same. to see that, I mean, we're, we're in su- for such a treat this year. If these guys yeah. stay healthy, obviously. Yeah. Um, and then just real quick too, he's the first top two finisher in the Cy Young to start an opening day since, Jake Peavy in 08. So pretty cool. Yeah. Anytime you're in the same sentence as uh, Jake, then you're doing pretty good in my opinion, but yeah. Um, you want to take us through this, uh, this next segment here? Yeah. So keeper cut, we kind of got a list of the guys kind of on the fence moving into the final cuts and the 26 man roster, small, Tidbit, side note, asterisk, disclaimer. This is probably going to come out after the final roster has been announced. We're Mm -hmm. we're recording Sunday, hoping to drop Monday, but it'll probably be announced before then. So if we're completely wrong, sorry, but this is (laughs) this is what we think is going to happen. Taking a stab. (laughs) Yeah, thanks for listening. I guess. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so we'll go rapid fire. Yeah, we're gonna go. Just give your argument for him being on the team and not making the team. Mm-hmm. Don't tell me if he's on your roster because we're going to go through our own rosters once we're done with this. So starting off with Tukupita Marcano, keeper cut. I got keep. I have keep. And I mm. think the reasoning for that is because one, he's had a fantastic spring. Uh, two, I think they're going to be cautious with Grisham and just put him on the injured list. It's only a 10 day. It used to be 15 back in the day. It's only a 10 now. Um, if I'm not mistaken. So I think they'll just be cautious, you know, like we said, 162, uh, game season here. So it's going to be a marathon. So I think they're going to reward him with getting on this, getting on the squad. Okay. Um, yeah. for me, keep, I'm leaning, keep, I'll give arguments for both sides. Keep. Yep. Guy rakes. He's hitting 410 with a yeah. 489 on base percentage and a 1.13 OPS. Like he's crushing right now. He's um, 21 years old. 21 years too. old, can play multiple positions. He's what you want on any baseball team, but kind of crowded out there right now. And my the biggest yep. knock on him is is his youth. But again, if there's one thing that this regime has shown with Preller at the helm is that it doesn't matter how old you are. If you can play, mm-hmm. um, you're in the mix. And Preller has gone out to say that he is definitely in the mix. Um, and obviously he hasn't been cut yet. So he's for sure um, seriously being considered. But I think, yeah. um, I think he might be a keep. Okay, so 
Next, C.J. Abrams. Keeper uh, cut, cut. Cut for me. Sorry yeah. to cut you off right there with the cut. <laughs> uh, cut for me. We we mentioned time and time again, we think he's just a little bit premature for him to yeah. make this roster. And he's cooled off a little too the last, last week or so in spring. I think it'll be really helpful because AAA is starting in May, get some good at-bats in, in uh, the Peoria site, which is going to be their alternative site too uh, this year yeah. for about the first month and then roll into to AAA because he'll be one of the next guys up if anyone hap- anything happens to, you know, Cronworth, Tatis, Machado, ETC. So cut for me. Yeah, um, definitely agree. Cut. Keep argument his speed right now at least yeah. his speed i mean he's got he's obviously got a good bat on him plays good defense um but not there yet guys insanely yeah. young it's not a matter of if but when for him um he's hitting 255 definitely cool down towards the end of spring training and something i noticed uh, i saw someone point this out online on twitter the other day that he hasn't faced the best pitching competition either as spring training. I kind of went back to look and he did play. He didn't, he did go against not the most frontline starters or um, on the games that he did play. I don't know if that was strategic to kind of work him in, but just a little too young. He's going to be a big piece of this team moving forward. But um, I think, I think he's on the cut end of this. All right. The notorious B O G. Brian O'Grady, keeper cut. I have keep. And mm. I think that, again, with Grisham most likely starting on the injured list, in my opinion, and Nola also starting on the injured list, which wouldn't really affect it too much. Um, I think he's a keep. And he's hitting a, on a 250 clip right now, can play multiple positions as well. First, you know, right field, left field. And I saw on the depth chart, he's actually like, second or third behind uh Machado to at third. So if he ever needs a day off, apparently he can go, you know, filling out yeah. the hot corner. So I think they're going to reward him. Keep this one is more of a 50 50 for me, but I'll lean keep. Yeah. This one can go either way. Um Obviously started off really cold at the plate this spring training, but he started to figure it out as, as it went on versatility the guy's got it i mean he plays center field he plays first base he can play Mm -hmm. third base apparently i didn't know that he was behind manny on there so i like it it's 50 50 i mean if there wasn't so many guys showing up this spring training and playing so well i think he'd be a shoo-in especially with our lack of center field depth but i mean yeah, this one's tough. I, I'm leaning – I'm personally leaning cut, and it's because of the guy next on the list, Jorge Mateo. Mm-hmm. Keeper cut. Also a keep for me. And I think he is, out of the four guys we've been over, I think he's the safest right now just because of the spring that he's had. His bat's been on fire. He has that athletic ability that is pretty similar to Abrams as well. He can fly around the bases, can play multiple outfield positions. Um, he actually came up as a second baseman too, so he can play in the infield if need be, even though that's like a total log jam. So for me, I think it's a cup, uh, a cut, geez. It's a keep, and it's a pretty solid keep to me as well. I would be very shocked if he did not make this opening day roster. 
Agreed. Um, hitting 333, 433 on base, 481 slugging, 914 OPS. Huge surprise for me. I mean, he's he's shown yeah. the stuff the last like last year, last couple of years, but I did not expect this out of him this this mm-hmm. spring training. And he's played he's played his tail off, man. Like he it it's I don't understand how you could keep him off the roster. Especially once you factor in his versatility, he can play all over the field. And that's the kind of ball club that Preller is building. It's kind of, I don't want to credit the Dodgers, but it's what the Dodgers have kind of shown make work with guys like Kike Hernandez and kind of the, the really strong, versatile position players that can kind of play all over and have a solid bat. And Jorge Mateo might be like our, our, jerks and profar one like the the one a to the one b you know yeah. i i really like what i see he's quick he's got a good bat yeah. on him he plays all over so that i mean for me i think it, it's it's hard to even make a cut argument for the guy but um yeah i love Agreed. i love what i see out of him yeah so next hasong kim keeper cut yep so last episode i said that bold prediction he was going to get cut uh, I can't find a way to get him off of the bench just because of his contract. And he has been picking up steam a little bit, even if it didn't translate to uh, more hits, he's making more solid contact still a little bit behind on the, the MLB fastball uh, that I've seen so far, but he can play multiple positions just like pretty much anyone on this roster, especially those guys that are filling in the bench slots that we've uh, been talking about right now. And he has been taking reps in outfield as well. So I believe he is going to be a keep Uh, again. Like I said, last week, I thought that he was going to be on the outside looking in, but I have keep for right now. What about you? Yeah, I, he's going to make the team in my opinion. And you touched on it. The contract, I think, is a huge reason. Um, secondly, they've all been kind of penciling him in already. It's it's kind of – if there's one thing Tingler's been kind of set on, weirdly enough, is that he's going to be on the major league squad. Like, they've all kind of been talking about it. So, yeah. I think he's going to make the team. Personally, I'd rather see him get more practice and at-bats – in Peoria than sit on the bench in San Diego, but it is what it is. I think he's a keep. The numbers don't look great. He still has a lot of adjustment to make at the bat, but it's not the worst thing in the world. I mean, at, at, at the worst case, he's a good fielder. He's got a rocket arm and yeah, he, he is does. starting to figure it out at the plate. So he just needs some more work out there. Um, but stolen base threat too. He, he can, uh, he can yeah. pretty quick. The guy's an athlete. He's young. I'm, I'm not mm-hmm. saying he's not going to figure it out, but I just think, I just think, don't think he's there yet. But that yeah. being said, because of who he is and, yeah, and, and whatnot, I think he's going to, yeah. he's going to be, he's going to make the roster. Just seeing him too, real quickly in on, uh, in spring training and live, uh, there is one play where, uh, I think it was like a foul ball to, to left field. And like when he rounded second, he was on first, he rounded second. And uh, Kiana was like, my girlfriend was like, 
whoa, who is that? Who just rounded second? He looked quick. Mm. And I was like, oh, that's Kim. Yeah, no, he looked like I test. He looked fast. Like he's a yeah. very athletic dude. And so I think they're going to put him on the roster too. You know, maybe integrating him into the culture of an MLB clubhouse is almost more important to them than him getting every day at bats in, in, you know, Peoria for, yeah. for a month. So you can and make that it, argument as well. And it would, it's a, it's a big confidence thing too. Not to say, I mean, the guy, just from his interviews, like he's, he seems really comfortable and confident in his own skin, but um, mm-hmm. I think not keeping him on the opening day roster definitely is not, that's not the way we want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, we should, we definitely need to just for his, his mentals. We gotta, we gotta keep him on the mentals. Um, the next one, very, very interesting. Oh, sorry. I I was looking at two down just because I'm I'm excited to talk about him. But Ryan Weathers, Same. this one's a no brainer for me. But I want to hear a keeper cut from you. Mm. This is a very fifty fifty for me. Hmm. I am gonna go. I, I'm actually gonna change my answer and I'm gonna say keep. Uh, I think they're gonna throw him in the bullpen, get some more experience there. He's looked mentality wise he's there already as young as he is like he is a competitor and he's ready to work uh i think it'll benefit him being around that that ball club uh dana dale like we were staying with kim as well so very 50 50 to me i'm gonna keep him on this open day roster yeah i mean the numbers aren't great if you're going strictly off numbers that's why i was a little hesitant but yeah seven spring. yeah seven eleven era 12 innings pitch, 15 strikeouts. So that's that's pretty solid. 166 whip. Mm-hmm. So the numbers are what they are. I like what I've seen, though, from him. He's looked yeah. confident on the mound. Like you said, he has that mentality. I mean, just to see him come in and make his debut in the playoffs against the Dodgers and strike out Cody <laughs> Bellinger. Like, that's the guy's got some stones on him. Yeah. Um, and just situation wise what the bullpen looks like right now all the injuries i think that alone um really helps his case so i I mean i think it would make sense for him to be a keep Um, i could see the argument for a cup but i i think he makes the roster at the end of the day uh mckenzie gore hot topic uh cut for me he had a terrible outing today uh did not you know for a kid like that really looking to see him finish strong uh, really to, to push that envelope and to be really seriously considered for opening day. I think he went uh, two run runs today in a little over an inning and uh, yeah, just didn't, he, he looked really good at the start of spring to be fair. And he kind of fizzled a little bit. His command is still an issue. And especially if you're going to be coming out of the bullpen, you got to be spot on with that, that location. So for me, it's going to be a cut. Definitely expect to see him this year, though. Yeah, me too. I'm going to disagree with you a little that he looked great from the beginning. The stuff looks good, but the command was never there for me. And mm-hmm. that's if you want to be successful in this league, that's a pretty damn big part of it. So um, I think he's close and it really pains me to say that he's a cut but i i think it would benefit him to 
to be held back. And there's guys that are more major league ready. I mean, then I, I think everyone wants him to be ready. He's our number one prospect. He's been the guy, yeah. the savior for years now. Um, but there's no need to rush him in. There's guys above him that are ready to go. And um, especially once Lamette comes back, like there's absolutely zero, zero reason for him to, to be up there. I, I think we will see him at some point this season, but he's not ready yet, in my opinion. Um, all right. The interesting one, the most interesting one on this list, in my opinion. Agreed. And a, 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 I'm sorry if I botched the name, but I think it's Nabil Chrismat. Is that it? I think oh. I think you got it. I mean, Nabil? that's how I that's how I pronounce it. Nabil, yeah. Uh, Surprise Nabil? arm. Twenty six years old. For those who don't recognize the name, um, right handed pitcher. Let me just read off some stats for you guys here, please. So six appearances this spring, nine innings pitched, only giving up four hits, one run, one earned, 12 strikeouts in those nine innings, a .42 whip, and a .96 ERA. Keeper cut. Uh, I don't know how you can keep him off the roster with a spring like that and i think i'm going to change my answer again hmm. and i'm actually going to cut weathers and keep chrismat and i'm just i'm looking at my list right now of the projected 26 man i have as you can see it's not very solidified but just hearing those stats that you read out with the you know was a 0.42 whip as well over nine innings yeah again it's spring training so it's spring but that's the whole point of spring like guys go out and win jobs in spring you can't just discount everything that happens in spring training good or bad and i'm just looking at the list i have of lefties and we already have i have two guys in the bullpen as left-handers so i'm gonna say keep for chrismat and I'd have to look into it a little bit deeper with options. I don't know if he has any. I'd imagine he would, uh, but I'm going to go keep. Yeah, no, I agree. Number-wise, you can't overlook those numbers. He's looked really good out there. And, again, our bullpen's shaky. At the top, we're really solid when you talk about the Pomerans, the Pagans of the yeah. world. But towards the bottom, there's a lot of question marks. And someone that's – throwing this well you you gotta feed the hot hand and keep him in there yeah. if he starts to falter i mean we have other guys that we can throw in the mix but right now right this second putting the best people on one 26 man roster it's hard to keep him off um yeah. something else i like about him i know he pitched um he's not strictly a bullpen guy i think yeah um for the Cardinals, we that's who we picked him up from, or that was his last team at least. He, mm -hmm. he pitched uh, – he was a starter in the minor league. So, if we need someone to go – Long relief, yeah. Long relief or mm -hmm. I don't know if an opener is really a role for yeah, him. But if we, need, right. if we need someone to eat up innings, this, this could be the guy, another guy to throw in there like a – similar to a Weathers, I guess. But um, that's always going to have that versatility. So, I love that. Love that. 
Um, all right, Taylor, Taylor Williams, keep your cut. Taylor Williams, uh, we threw him in here because he's been in the mix. He's probably the most obvious cut for me on the in the relief corps. Guy that, unlike Krismat, didn't have that great of a spring. I think his ERA is north of five and just always seems to be kind of on the outside looking in. I think there's still, there's still good stuff there, uh, but I think they're just waiting for that consistency and, and hopefully he can get that in the minors this year. Uh, and then, you know, if there's an injury or if he's really killing it and he's just forcing, forcing his way up on the, uh, you know, the, the day-to-day roster, then, uh, you know, we'll see. So he, he has that potential to get there, but for me, he's a cut. What about Yeah. You? Yeah, no, agreed. Um, great head of lettuce on the guy. <laughs> great flow for that. That's my keep argument. We need we need guys with that kind of flow on the roster. You know, Paddock's got the mullet. Love it. Taylor Williams has has some good flow on him, but the numbers numbers speak for themselves. I'm a numbers guy. 470 ERA, over seven innings pitched. I didn't I didn't I just didn't think it was there yet. And I think there's guys above yeah. him that are better options again, back to the injuries and everything. I, I think if we didn't have as many injuries in our pen right now, this wouldn't even really be an argument an option. Mm-hmm. Right. But yeah. because of that, he, his name is in the mix, but I'm going to, I'm going to lean towards cut on this one. And then rounding out the list, my guy, my man's dump truck, Dan Altavia, keeper cut. I'm going to burst your bubble. He's the cut for me. <laughs> and he was actually originally on my keep. No. He was coming in as the last slot. Then I crossed it out and I put Weathers. And then I just crossed Weathers out and I put Krismat. So he is, <laughs> he is a cut for me. I do believe, depending on, you know, Weathers or, you know, Chris Matt making the squad that he'll probably be the first person to come up if you need, you know, an extra arm, if there's a double header, someone gets hurt. Uh, but for me, I believe he is a cut. You, you really just broke my heart with that one. And it pains me to say it as no, well. No spoon man tonight. No, no spoon man. Um, yeah, I think he's a cut and it, it breaks my heart because I love dump truck Dan Altavia. I don't know if you saw Same. my, my tweet or my retweet of the guy, basically some guy took a photo of his backside and, yeah, said, yeah. <laughs> and it was, uh, it said that Dan Altavia has the highest vertical ass tilt in the game. <laughs> And he called it VAT. VAT, yeah. And it is the best stat I've ever heard in my life. I need that tracked for every single pitcher in Major League Baseball. But it doesn't even matter because Dan Altavia is going to be at the top of the list. VAT leads the league. I wish that played a higher role in the game. Unfortunately, it doesn't. And the rest of his numbers don't look good. And I don't know that I can trust him in the pen right now. So I am going to have to say 
I'm going to have to lean cut here, but I wouldn't be surprised if he makes the roster at the same time. Um, yeah. But I'm gonna He's have right to on the bubble there. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah, it's unfortunate. But, th- I mean, we probably most other years he probably would have made made the bullpen. Uh, although that has been one of the, the strongest points of the Padres in, in past seasons. But he's right there. He's right there. I think he if he had a charismat type – Spring, I think he would have been a shoo in to be honest with you, but he did get beat up a little bit here and there. So, uh, yeah, he's cut. But with that being said, keeper cut. Done. Whoa, time that's, out. That's what we well, time out. Oh, never mind. Never mind. Sorry. Go ahead. I thought I found out Dan Altavio was Mexican, so I was going to change my cut to keep, but he's definitely, <laughs> he's definitely not. So I don't know. I don't know why I thought I, anyway. Moving on. 26 man projections. Moving on. 26 man <laughs> projections. <laughs> There's no bias in that. Oh, yeah. No, if Dan Altavia was from New Zealand, I w- he would be my number one guy. He'd be my coach. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I feel that. Completely feel that. <laughs> but um, all right. 26 man projections, kind of building off that, that keeper cut segment. Let's start with the five man rotation. So we already know you, Darvish, opening day nod. And it's already been announced, too, that Blake Snell is the number two. So that leaves three through five. Who is your third starter right now in this five-man rotation that's absolutely stacked, in my opinion? No-brainer, Mocha Joe, Joe Musgrove. (laughs) Guy's been absolute filth. He's hitting three for five this spring training. Shout out to his bat. Yeah, he's two bunts and a double. Like the guy, he went two for two today, I'm pretty sure. Like the guy is peak athlete. Yeah, he's killing the game. And first of all, between those three, you're talking about you, Darvish, 6'5", Blake Snell, 6'4", and I think Joe Musgrove is 6'4". Like those are some absolute hosses, dude. But um yeah. yeah that that's my three I'm I'm assuming you're gonna agree there. Hundred percent agree with Joe. One hundred percent agree. I yeah with Paddock he has not had that lights out spring. He started good like we've been saying. He he's a you know first impression rose type of guy, <laughs> according to uh, Carlos's words there. But yeah I I can't see how you can't can't have him as the three slot his curveball looks nasty right now his fastball has been looking good too he's locating well and yeah hometown kid like we keep saying i'm pulling for this guy i think he is going to be a very sneaky x factor in this rotation and he looks like he is so pumped to play for his hometown team yeah and i'm just i'm really excited to see him uh you know just ride out this season and and be surrounded with the talent he has too i mean he came from the pirates for goodness sakes like to be pitching behind you and Snell now, as opposed to being that number one in Pittsburgh with not many guys. I couldn't name another starting pitcher behind them. Uh, I think he's going to really just have a, have a good year. And those are his expectations now too. Yeah, no, absolutely. This is where we might go separate ways. Who's your four? Chris Paddock. Mm. And it the, the four and five is the most interchangeable to me, mm. but it's it's Chris Paddock with his experience, with you know he, this is a year that he 
needs to perform and do well or else he will not be on the squad next year. If he has a 2020 year for 2021, then he will not be on the squad in my opinion. So I think this is a prove it year for him and he's going to be our number four guy. He, he had that kind of last couple starts haven't been great. Started hot. Like we've been over a bunch of times in the last few episodes. So I'm going to go with him at number four. What about you? Yeah. I mean, if we're talking fourth best option right now on the mound, I think it's Adrian Morahone. Like personally, if I was going to pencil in my rotation, I would put Morahone at four and Chris Paddock at five. But you're probably Mm -hmm. right. Experience wise. He was our opening day starter last year. (laughs) Yeah. Opening day starter last year. And I mean, again, back to the kind of Kim Kim topic that we just touched on. Yeah. Especially for a guy like Paddock, if you threw him at the five spot, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna rattle his brain. His yeah. his mind is gonna become his his mind's gonna be put in a pretzel if you put him at five. So I think Paddock's gonna be four and I kind of just gave away my fifth, but I think um Adrian Morejon's absolutely crushed the spring training yeah. and especially his last two outings have been, They've been electric out, yeah. yeah he's been lights mm-hmm. out i think he's absolutely earned that number five spot yeah i uh <laughs> i love the fact that um my brother the first time he saw him pitch he's like who's more john and I, <laughs> i'm like dude i never even saw that his name is actually spelled more john but it's Morihon, like you yeah, said. Yeah. Um, so yeah, a little little whiteness on on that end for from my brother there. But um, yeah, he's he'll be my number five. I completely agree with you though that I think that he is actually the fourth best option at this point in time. But with you said with the you know the pretzel that it would create in in Paddock's head and a salty one at that, uh, I think that Morihon will round out the fifth one. Doesn't have the same experience. Didn't really go five innings that often last year. Maybe once or twice. And so I think they're going to just kind of see who knows they might still at the beginning of the year, treat it more of a, uh, of a bullpen ish day. But I mean, if, if they can ride him through six, I think he has that, that um, ability. And also, you know, the, the team is going to trust him to go those five, six innings now. So yeah. Then again, like you said, he's had a fantastic spring as well. His knuckle curve is disgusting. It might be the best pitch out of any, starter that you can argue right now uh and i wouldn't be surprised if he refined that from pomerantz because pomerantz also throws a knuckle curve so kind of cool to see there but yeah those are our uh, top five for the uh the starting rotation pretty pretty similar thoughts there let uh, me um let me gush about the starting rotel real quick do it uh just darvish snell musgrove mm-hmm. those three alone if you like the Diamondbacks, for example, I feel so sorry for you starting off your season seeing those three pitchers. And I mean, even Morejon and Paddock, like, yeah, it's still tough at the back end. How it's going to be so hard, assuming we make the playoffs. Don't want to get too ahead of myself, but assuming yeah. we make the playoffs, I don't know how you lose a seven game series, especially once you add in Lamette there. Yeah. If you add in Lamette to that ro- to that rotation, Darvish, Snell, Lamette, Musgrove. Like, how do you lose a series? I know they're going to have their games, but yeah, it's bananas. That rotation is bananas. It blows my mind. Dude, I mean, yeah, like like you said, he's throwing Lamette 
and you have Musgrove as a four with how he's been look looking this spring and he was the number one last year. Yeah. Like that is, yeah, that is fantastic. And you never know what's going to happen with injuries too. So to have that depth is huge. So um, yeah, that, this is, this is by far the best starting rotation that I've ever seen from the Padres coming into a year during the year, whatever the case may be. Like I remember when we had Kashner Ross and like, was it uh was it the kid from Vista? Like it, we, we thought that our, that our squad was, was so deep at, mm-hmm. at the starting pitcher rotation. And it's just, it's not even comparable. I mean, this is, is fantastic. Uh, I'll remember the, the Vista kid's name too. He's, he's not a kid anymore. He's, he's much older than I am, but just call him that. Um, bullpen wise. So we kind of dipped our toes in with that keeper cut segment with the bullpen. Let me, why don't you just name the eight guys that you have? Yeah. And we'll, we'll go from there. All right. Um, my bullpen, Drew Pomeranz, Emilio Pagan. Yep. Mark Melanson, the mm-hmm. turf god. The turf god. Uh, Keone Kila. Pains me to say it because I feel like you could interchange my guy, Dan Altavia, here, but Craig Stammen, I, I think yeah. he's going to – like, he's just – I'm telling you, you – good he's, spring, to be fair. He, yeah, eh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> eh. um, he's got dirt on someone, or he's like Seedler's long-lost nephew. Anyway, he's going to make the team just because he's freaking Craig Stammen. Um, he loves him. Yeah, Tim Hill, Weathers, and Chris Matt makes the squad, in my opinion. Gotcha. Let me ask you two questions. Is Austin Adams and Pierce Johnson starting on the injured list for you? Yes. Okay. That's why I didn't – yeah, that's my caveat here. If not, Mm -hmm. they're on the squad, but – Yep. Who's your first two out then? My first two out. Yeah. If assuming Adams and Pierce Johnson are healthy, who's your first two out of those? those oh, okay. I got you. I got you. Mm-hmm. Um, shoot. Stammen. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. No brainer. Um, <laughs> and probably Weathers. Yeah. Maybe Tim Hill, but we need lefty arms. Yeah. So I would keep Tim Hill, but... I mean, Weathers lefty too. But yeah, I think Weathers. I think I think he'd be my next one. Weathers and Stamen. Yeah. You? Right. Let's hear it. Yeah, so <clears throat> my list is uh, Pagan, Pomeranz, Melanson, Turf God, which give a little context. He actually owns a turf business in Florida with his two brother-in-laws that you sent a link to. Uh, he was he got interviewed on on the Ben Wood show, which he's, he sounds like such an interesting cat, which um, yeah. we, we were talking about that too. The characters that we have on this team is going to be so interesting to follow throughout the season. Uh, yeah. Keone Kila, Tim Hill. Um, I am going with Pierce Johnson being healthy. So he's in my bullpen. I think that he'll okay. be there for the opening day. Uh, Cross out Altavilla and Weathers, like I said, Altavilla, Altavilla and Weathers, like uh, we said earlier and so i'm gonna go with chris matt there and craig the dad stammon at the back end 
he's had a good spring. He got a hit the other day somehow in spring training. Uh, he, I think they're just they're keeping him around because of his quote unquote experience, and he can just eat innings. But I mean, if looking at the injured list, we have Wingenter's on the sixty day, Castillo's on the sixty day, uh, Clevinger's on the sixty day. Th- those guys aren't going to show. Yeah, if Austin Adams comes in, Strom's on the DL. Javi Guerra, I don't think is going to probably sniff the bullpen this year unless there's plenty of injuries but i'm looking at austin adams and even matt strom assuming that he'll come back in the next couple months austin adams is a lock to me if he's healthy yeah if chrismat keeps pitching the way that he does i would not be surprised if they cut craig stammon and i know that he's under i think it's his second year of his two-year deal he signed last year but yeah i mean i the the obvious one would be Chris Matt just because he's the new guy and everything. And I'd imagine he has options. So realistically, they'd probably go that route. If, if Craig doesn't have any options, they don't want to just give him away for free. So they'll probably, you know, put Chris Matt down in, in AAA. But me personally, I would, like you said, get rid of Stammon first. But yeah, that's the, uh, those are our bullpen options. And then finally, position players. So give me your starting opening day position players right now okay um assumptions i made nola is going to be on the il mm-hmm. 10 day to start yep no Same. need no need to to bring him up or like fourth to kind of speed him back into the rotation and whatnot so yep. i'm gonna go nola I mean, sorry, Camposano at catcher, Hosmer at first, mm-hmm. Cronenworth second, Tatis short, Machado third base, Fam left field. Grisham, I think, is going to be back by opening okay. day, so I'm going to throw Grisham and then Myers in the right. Um, are we going bench or just starting field positions? Um, just go starting, I guess. Okay. And then I'll give you my uh, my starting two. Um, at catcher, I have Caratini, actually, just because he was getting the nod. I wouldn't be surprised to see him and Campusano splitting the 50-50 work until Nola comes back. Uh, there's still a chance they said that Nola can come back for opening day, but I think, like you said, why risk it? Uh, I'm going to have him on my injured list as well as Grisham. I think I mentioned that earlier, but uh, those are my two guys on the injured list. But Caratini at catcher, Hosmer at first, Cronworth at second, Machado third, Tatis at short. And then in the outfield, I'm going to go – Fam in left, Profar in center, and Myers in right. Uh, Profar has been getting more more work out there Mm. Um, instead of center field in the spring. He was he played the the game that I went and saw. He was he was out there in center. Uh, Uchada Tame, Jerks and Profar, a little Dutch for you guys out there. Mm. Since he's from Curacao, Uh, but yeah, those are my those are my nine right there. Do you have any any comments, disagreements with that? I mean, other than the fact that. Grisham, I'm assuming, is on the injured list and not for you. No, I mean, I, I think I missed it, but the only difference was you had Caratini starting yeah. because of you game one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's a great point. I totally messed that up. But either way, uh, no, I mean, I, I think we're on the same page. I think it's kind of pretty set in stone, especially yep. at second base. I think that was the biggest question mark. Um, yeah, going into spring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Cronenworth's absolutely solidified his spot and the Grisham thing. We'll see if he's healthy or not. Um, mm-hmm. That kind of leads us into the bench. I'll go first five, five man bench. Um, 
Hassan Kim makes the cut, like we talked about. I think his uh, his contract, um, confidence, reps with the with the first team. He needs to make the team, and it. I think it. It sounds like he will be making the team. Yeah. Number two for me, Jorge Mateo has been a rock star this spring training. Plays all over the place. The bat looks great. Um, it's a no brainer for me there. Jerickson Profar, also kind of a no brainer. That's our our number one utility guy there. Kind of plays all over and had a great season last year. I think he's going to kind of um, piggyback off that this year. And then mm-hmm. our number two catcher, Victor Caratini. It's going to get really interesting when Nola comes back because obviously Caratini catches you. Um, Nola's Nola guy rakes pretty decent catcher. The arm, maybe not there, but solid catcher. And then they're going to want to keep Campusano in there. The bat has been, it's too good to keep off the team. So it's going to be interesting to see how that kind of shakes the lineup, but that's my bench. What do you got? So I have a Campusano. Number one, sitting behind Caratini as the backup catcher. I have Jorge Mateo uh, as well. I think, like we said, his spring has been fantastic. Again, assuming injured list Grisham, so that's going to effectively lead one more guy into the roster for me as opposed to you. Uh, yeah, Hassan Kim I have in there. O'Grady I have in there as well because of, again, Grisham being on the injured list. He's got that outfield depth as well. And then because of Grisham on that injured list, I have Tukupita Marcano. Yeah. So I think if that's a big if, I think he is the one that if Grisham is healthy and you can kind of tell from Tingler's press conference today that he pretty much deserves a nod. It's just so concentrated back there of, of talent and and depth. Uh, so if if Grisham is in fact on the injured list to start. Uh, the season, I think Marcano is going to make that and be rewarded for that effort that he's had in spring. Yeah, agreed. I agreed. I could totally see that. That one was the hardest one for me. I yeah, I had him at I first, then I took him off after kind of going through it one more time. But he he's absolutely earned a spot on the team, and mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if he makes it. Yeah, the one thing is he does have three errors in spring, so that's kind of a lot, and that's probably his inexperience showing as well. So I think that could be sort of his kryptonite to not making that opening day squad, especially if Grisham is healthy. So just a little extra point in there as well. All right, let's uh, let's try to wrap this up here um, before we get off. Couple of predictions. Mm-hmm. Now that we're getting into the main season, let's start with win total. According to most sports books, I got this from the Action Network, though. Padres are set at 94 and a half. Dodgers, just for reference, 102 and a half. Yankees are at 95 and a half. What do you think? So Dodgers, 102 and a half to me. Personally, they have not gotten better. I know that they signed Bauer, so that's Trash. kind of like a, you know, could be a dumb point. But I don't think they've gotten better. They they lost Kike Hernandez, who is a huge catalyst for that squad, who brings the energy every single day. Um, obviously, I don't like them either, so I want them to do worse. I'm going to take the under on the Dodgers. Okay. The Yankees, 95 and a half. I don't know enough about the Yankees to say – 
over. You don't have under. to answer for the Yankees. Okay. I was just I was just throwing the I was just, just throwing those two teams for like reference that the Dodgers are obviously have the highest projection, Yankees second, and then we came in at ninety four and a half. So where do you think we're gonna finish? Above, under, okay. ninety four and a half. I'm. Oh, that's a pretty. <laughs> that's a pretty good uh number right there. I'm gonna go over. I think they're gonna be a ninety six win team this year, and that is being extremely bullish on their season. And I think Lamette has a huge part in that 96 win. I also think that the Rockies got much worse this off season. The diamondbacks, they always surprise and are pretty decent, but they're not a powerhouse. And the giants are probably around a little bit under a 500 team to me. So other than the Dodgers, if we can take care of the Dodgers at least half the time, I think that we're going to have a fantastic divisional record, which is the majority of our games and go from there. So I'm going with the over. I don't know what, what you're thinking on that. I hate, I hate sports books because they're always so spot on spot on. Um, yeah. Fan graphs for reference has us at 95. Um, I mean, we need to win. We need to win all of those games. I think, I think you make a good point. We should dominate the division with the exception of the Dodgers. Um, those are obviously going to be super important series more than ever. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say, I think you're, I think you're spot on with 96. Uh, a lot needs to go right. Um, starting with a guy like Lamette. Yeah. If, if he can stay healthy again, we're talking about four guys, which are probably going to beat you. 80% of the time, like that's going against going Darvish, Snell, Lamette, and then Musgrove. I don't know how we lose um, ever really in that, <laughs> with that kind of a rotation. If, if the bullpen can stay healthy, I think, I think we should be able to clear 94. So I think, I think 96 sounds about right. I'm going to go over as well. 98 is the team record in 1998. Yeah. So do you think we haven't, shooter's chance in passing that this do i think we have a chance yes do i think it's gonna happen no i think we hit that next year maybe but i think we're somewhere in that 94 to 97 range agree and and i know it it sounds like we're splitting hairs but it's it's a big jump you know it is it is yeah no i mean (laughs) i love how you say next year too we got clevinger coming back next year so if everything goes well with that so uh, but yeah, okay. We're going over the 94 and a half, but just barely. I think a push is is a pretty good like like you said, the sports books have it have it spot on. I do think 102 and a half for the Dodgers is overweighted though. Way overweighted. Bauer's gonna suck. So all right, moving on. Last two, last three. Yep. I'll go with I'll start with best starting pitcher. Okay. Best starting pitcher. I'm going to go Blake Snell and you is the obvious answer. He's our opening day nod. Musgrove could work his way in there, but just what I've seen with Blake in spring training, he's a, you know, a past Cy Young award winner. He is a lefty, which, you know, there's a lot of lefty hitters in, in the uh, NL West as well. And I, I just see him being our best pitcher throughout the year. I think the consistency is going to be there. And 
I didn't want to really pick you because he's the the obvious choice, but I honestly believe I think Blake Snell's probably going to be our our number one pitcher this year. What about you? I hope so. I love the guy, and I I would not be surprised. That was kind of my first person that came to mind. Um, it'll be curious to see how he does, considering it sounds like they're going to let kind of let the leash go a little as far as how much he's going to pitch this year in, in his innings because he's been held to six about most of his career true um but i'm gonna go with joe musgrove dark Love horse it. pick all right obviously if lamette's healthy i i think he's probably the best pitcher on our rotation um but joe musgrove i i we've talked about this in the past but let me just give you some some advanced stats for you Ooh. exit velocity in 2020 he ranked in the top 93rd percentile hard hit top 80th percentile um, ERA top 83rd percentile bar- barrel percentage top 70th with percent rate 84th percentile his curve spin rate in the 74th percentile his strikeout percentage in the 90th percentile the guy has figured something out over the last year and I think he's going to piggyback on that from his last season and kind of ride that momentum onto this year we talked about it before um he's our third maybe fourth best pitcher on paper but his ceiling is it's high i mean we he's gonna have a crazy year and that's who i'm going with for my best starting pitcher i love it Uh, i'm expecting big things out of him he's back home he's he's gonna go off all right bullpen who do i think is gonna be my best bullpen arm i am gonna go again Dark horse, Keone Kila. Mm. I think he's going to be a bulldog this year. I know, again, you know, big asterisks. Got to stay healthy. He had that forum issue last year. But I just – I really feel like he is just going to stand out this year in this bullpen just with how crowded you said – like you said, it is at the top. Uh, he's going to be my guy for for best bullpen arm this year. What about yeah, you? I love that. Um Health concerns, obviously, but if he can stay healthy, his stuff is disgusting. Mm-hmm. So um, I love it. I think Palm, man, if he can stay healthy again, so yeah. overlooked last season. Um, obviously, us Padre fans know, but I feel like he got no respect. He 1.45 no. ERA um, over the 18 innings pitch, 29 strikeouts. Like, are you kidding me? 1.02 whip. He was unhittable last year and no one talked about him i think he's going to continue on that this year his fastball velocity top 75 percentile fastball spin top 90 um he's going to overpower you he's going to throw his nasty curveball at you his change up i i'm a big palm guy i think he's going to have a crazy year this year all right agreed drum roll team mvp who's he going to be I am going to go with Manny Machado. Mm. I think, again, Tatis is such an easy answer to go to, and he is – it's 50-50 for me right now just because the kid's so insanely talented. I just – I think Manny last year had a phenomenal season. Granted, 60 games, but still, I think that – he just looks so smooth at third, like in the, 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 the plays that he's making in, in spring right now is just so Manny esque. He makes it look way too easy to where he's just not appreciated for how good he is defensively. 
And then if he can hit above 300 again, like last year, then I think he's going to, he's going to be our MVP. Plus he's absolutely yoked. So he's ready for this 162. Yeah. He is yuck, dude. Um, yeah. So many guys to pick from, but I have to go with my guy, Edgayo Will Myers. Ooh. Absolute dark horse of a pick, but not really. Again, let's yeah. look at the advanced stats, my Do people. It, please. 2020 exit velocity, top 80th percentile. Hard hit percentage, top 80th percentile. Expected weighted on base average 93rd percentile expected batting average top 84th expected slugging top 95 barrel percentage top 93 sprint speed top 85 the guy's got wheels on him (laughs) he does strikeout percentage walk percentage not the best um he's kind of a free swinger but Pressure's off. He's having so much fun. You see him interacting with people on Twitter. The guy is loving. He's wearing his jersey to Chick-fil-A before the games. Like, the guy is absolute confident, calm, cool, chill Myers. I think he's going to, again, just like the other guys, build off of his last season, and he's going to be our team MVP this year. I'm I'm really excited to see the kind of year that he's going to put together. I Love it. I honestly, I think you swung me. I think Myers is going to, I'm going to stick with Machado, obviously, but I, and I didn't even talk about his spring training. The guy was just going to say that (laughs) 395 in spring. He just, he went O for two today. So he didn't get the, the 400 clip, unfortunately, but OPS one, one, nine, zero over a month. I mean, I think he's probably the best spring training player of all time, but (laughs) I think so too. Later. All right. All right. Uh, yeah. Like I said, that was a great pick. Uh, I'm po- longest tenured Padre too. Seven yeah. years. Hard yeah. I believe. But exactly. So pretty cool. He we'll bookmark it. those revisit that at the end of the season. Hopefully we're right. And even if we're wrong, that just means someone else played even better than those guys. And I think they're going to do fine. So. Oh, we'll be all right. Positivity, baby. All right. Last, last little thing before we sign off tonight. I know we're, we're hitting the just over the hour, kind of 10 mark here. So a little bit of a longer episode, but we're just super stoked. Got a lot of content for you guys for, for opening day here. Uh, like we like to do at the end of each episode, give a little shout out. So first one, Lauren BV89, uh, pretty much liking all of our content that we throw out there. So really appreciate that. Um, second one, you want to you take the second one here? Yeah, Austin Jenkins, the boy, A underscore Jenkins 922. Um, love the interactions. Shout out to you. And last but not least, we got Wild Wing 621. I actually, his uh, name is actually like Wild Daddy Preller or something like that. So love it's it. pretty, uh, I love probably, it. it's probably not word for word, but mm-hmm. fantastic. But yeah, but as always, we love the, the interaction. Everyone keep it coming. Uh, it's been such a blast to do this over these last six months. And we're just excited to finally get into real baseball. That means stuff. The content's just going to be flowing now that we're having daily, daily content, but any other final words there, Los? It's here. It's here. We're back, baby. Uh, if you're going to go to opening day, I'll be in section 301. Haul at your boy. Uh, go pods. Like always go pods.
Thank you for listening to another episode of The Podfathers, a Slam Diego Padres podcast. The Podfathers is produced by Lowson Walls and is executively produced by Jacob Lamb. Our theme song is A Bubba by Trilock. To get in touch with the show, follow us on Twitter at Podfathers619. That is at P-A-D-F-A-T-H-E-R-S 619. Or email us at podfathers at gmail.com. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all other major audio platforms. Go Pods! Go Pods!